Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Sunflower Days and Co. podcast. Today, this is a What Does It Mean podcast, and we're going to talk about job interviews. So you apply for a job, send them your resume, make sure you have your cover letter, and you go in for an interview, and you don't know what to expect, because that really depends on people's personalities. So let's make sure that we go over some things you need to have a successful job interview, okay? So I used to be an office manager, and I used to go over resumes and applications all the time for independent contracting jobs, and things that I always look for are going to be what I wrote down here. So if you are an independent contractor, that means that you are going to sign an independent contractor's agreement and probably a non-disclosure privacy agreement. Make sure that you keep customers' information private. And that is something we definitely look for is that you are trustworthy, that you're not gonna talk about people behind your back their back and everything. So let's go over what we need to know about going into job interviews in general. You need to ask hard questions. You need to be the one asking the hard questions to your interviewer. So for example, do you have any questions for us about the about the position? You know, this this is what what the questions I came up with, okay? Things that you could ask or be asked are what have previous employers have said about you? You need to know, like, it's okay to go in and, like, ask, hey, did you hear from so-and-so when you called my references uh, from my other jobs and what did they say about me? You know, how did they, you know, did they say good things? Um, Did you reach out to my references? So overall, you need to know this question for sure. What are the ramifications of working for the company? Like, what is the purpose of the company? What's the purpose of you working for this company going to be like full intention? What do they want you to do? And what can this company offer that another company cannot or maybe they won't or will not offer this to you? So there are a lot of questions like they always are like asking you the questions as the person who applied for the job. You know, say I'm an interviewer like I was in the past and I'm asking you questions and stuff like that. The last question they usually go over are you know, do you have any questions or concerns for us? These are the hard hitting questions you want to ask them. Okay. You know that you're going to be valuable for this company. So you need to make them see that you have a different perspective on how to handle situations like this because If you're going to be a people pleaser, 
yes, you might always get, like, the job done and have a happy customer, but you might also be the one to get swindled or scammed in a workplace. So that's something to think about. So references on your, on your resume, it should be like the bottom or the last thing on your resume. Resumes need to look very cohesive, professional. If you would like to send me your resume, let me look over your resume and tweak it and stuff. I, I have no problem with this. I have done this for a lot of people. This is like, this is what I look for, you know, as a, a hiring, hiring manager, basically being an office manager, you do a lot of hiring, you do some firing, you know, you know what you're looking for. So with the references, make sure it is someone who will vouch for you. Someone who will answer the phone. Someone who will be like, yes, I know this person and they are amazing. You know, you, you can't find anybody else who is better than them. Do not put down anyone you haven't talked to in years or burn bridges with. Most importantly, update your references. Info can change and so can the people or the relationships that you've had with them and it may slip under the radar. Hopefully, when you find the right fit of a job, you will be there for a long time. So all this work will be worth it. Okay. Business relationships definitely give brownie points. You should have between two to three with all their info and the years known. And that means you need to have email, phone number, you know, where they work, um, like a best time to get a hold of them is also good. And make sure that you call those people and make sure that they are okay with it. Personal references should be limited to, at, at the most I would say two. I put maybe one, I wrote down maybe one, but I would say two because personal references, you wanna be personable when you go into a workplace. So I would say two at the max. Reach out to past teachers, classmates, and coworkers. This is especially if you're coming out of high school because there's a lot of teachers who will vouch for their students because they want to see them do well as they move on from high school or middle school. Because some, some places will hire people at younger ages depending on what the job is. Or if, say, you have even, you know, you go on house to house doing lawn work, you know, if you knock on a door and nobody answers the door, but you're there to say, hey, can I mow your lawn? Leave something there for them. You know, um, if they have a no soliciting sign, please make sure that you are not putting stuff on their door and please do not tape things to mailboxes because that is illegal and you can get in so much trouble for that. Especially if you work for a business, that business will get into a lot of trouble with that. We've, I've been through that before. Always send a thank you note or email to the person who you interviewed with or even to the company you interviewed with. 
even if you have to walk in there and hand it to them, you know, like if it's a like thank you card, take it in and give it to them, you know, and um, maybe put a photo in there. You know how they do a lot of headshots when people go to say modeling gigs or acting gigs? You can always uh, put a photo with your resume or cover letter. So follow up is so important and I'm not talking a couple of times. You're going to have, the answer will always be no, but you can always keep calling and getting a hold of people and communicating that you're interested in a job and, um, also communicate if you've gotten a job offer from somewhere else that way um, if they do decide to offer you the job that they can pursue other people that is just a very respectful thing um, so for your resume you need a header with your contact information you need to have an objective and what that means is your job slash career skills you would like to obtain. So what is your objective from entering into a position that you applied for? So if you're going in for a teacher position um, and you had never been a teacher before, um, but you went to college and you did your internships, you know, and you did all the things you're supposed to do. So like your objective could be something along the line of, you know, better my teaching skills through hands-on or in-classroom experience with students. You know, it could be something along the line of those parameters. So you also need your job experience. You need the last four to six jobs that shows like stability. You need the name of where you worked, the location, the phone number, who was your supervisor at the time of employment and the amount of time you worked there along with what it was that you have experience in doing. And a lot of times when it comes down to your duties, you can keep them very minimalistic and be like cash handling, cleaning, um, employee management. Uh, you can keep it very short, very brief. You can also find other keywords that kind of mean the same thing and that'll really help kind of judge it up a little bit. Um, you need to have an education section where you have the school name, the location, graduation date, and what you studied. And I always put down for high school especially, that I primarily focused on American Sign Language because that's what my main focus was. And I always made sure that I included uh, when I did college, even though I only got an associate in general education, I put that down, but I also put underneath it in parentheses, uh, began ASL interpreting. So they know I had a little bit of like that background, like I still use it. So 
skills. Any skill you didn't list under the job section as duties is always good to put there. So skills would be like computer skills for sure. Any software that you know how to use. Um, any licenses or certificates that you have um, in certain areas you can put under skills. And then that last section we just kind of talked about in the beginning of this was your references. You need the name, phone number, years known, and how you know one another. So that can be, um, how you know one another could be if they were a coworker, past coworker, current coworker, um, past colleague, present colleague, future colleague. You know, use those types of terms to really uh, pull it all together. So your cover letter, it's you writing a letter as to why you are the best fit for the job. You need a header with your contact information. You need a body paragraph about why you deserve the job. What qualifies you for the job? This is where you kind of have to be a salesperson for yourself. You got to sell yourself. And then at the bottom, you sign off. And the best way to do that is best regards or look forward to hearing from you. And then you put your name underneath. So these are all things that I look for as a hiring manager and I definitely thought that this could be helpful to somebody else because I've had many people I've helped to do resumes for and I enjoy this type of work. I enjoy helping people get to where they want to be, branch out, reach new, new heights and what they feel like they are skilled to do. And most of all, it is so important to make sure that you update these. Even if you work, start working a job and you work there for so long, if you get a promotion, if you get bonuses, things that you accumulate, certificates, things like that, you can add those onto your resume as you go. But if this has been helpful, I'm really glad that I decided to do a kind of like educational type podcast kind of for you guys. And um, like I said, as an office manager, I had a lot of people come in without any kind of resume, without any kind of cover letter, no references on their resumes, and it makes it so much harder to track certain people with their work history and we had issues with having trustworthy workers as well because they didn't have anybody to vouch for them and we gave them chances and we regret it but your resume is your saving grace when it comes to applying for a job and when you give somebody your resume, make sure your cover letter is on, on front because that is what's going to sell you. Basically, 
cover letter introduces who you are and why they need you and then you hit him with the resume and, and you come bam in the face with it with the wow you can do this job you have the qualifications or if you don't have the qualifications like say you're supposed to have 10 years of experience in accounting but you only have five okay but you did volunteer work you helped these people out and you did all these other things on the side you need to include that too in your resume your volunteer work that falls underneath your like let's see I would put that under job experience I thought I wrote down volunteering but if you wanted to have you know volunteer experience on there I think that is so important and that should be something they are looking for if this has helped you in any way, shape, or form, I am truly happy to have helped. And if there's something you wanted to add to that, please feel free to send me messages and um, you can comment under the post if it's on Facebook of me sharing my episodes because I am trying to get super duper organized around my house and on my podcast. So I will talk to you all in the next podcast, and I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Sunflower Days and Go podcast. Today I have some big news, and if you have followed me for a while, you know how much I love Ibotta. I have been using Ibotta for the last two years, and I have earned almost $600 cash back. Now it took me a little bit to get into doing Ibotta because I had downloaded the app after watching another YouTuber and I was like, wow, that's really great. You can get cash back and you can earn all kinds of rewards and things like that. And so here I am today talking about it and I have a referral code for you guys and it is D as in dog. D as in dog, K as in keepsake, N as in note card, M as in money, H as in happy, and U as in umbrella. So that's D-D-K-N-M-H-U. And I will include that in the description for you guys so you can get your $10 cash back on your first receipt that you scan and how you do that is you go through and you pick your store and right now Walmart has free school supplies I know everybody is you know either going back to school getting ready to go back to school homeschooling they have free school supplies I literally got pencils for free I got notebooks for free I even got some peanut butter and jelly for her gluten-free sandwiches for free all you do is you go in to the app once you download it you log in it should ask you for a referral code put that referral code in and then once you select your store if you go to Walmart or you go to Roush's Market if you live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast where I do then you have Walmart everywhere, you have Roush's Market, you can even 
get some stuff from CVS, Walgreens, all kinds of things that will be your cashback offers. You just make sure that you add those offers before you scan your receipt. And then after you scan the receipt and they process it, you will have those earnings in your Ibotta account. It may take 48 hours. It never takes that long for me. It's usually there within five or 10 minutes. And it's a great way to save some money up for if you want to go out on date night or if you want to save for vacation. I'm saving up to get a new camera. I love photography. My camera will not focus. I'm having lens problems, so that's what I'm going to get. Um, but once you scan that first receipt and you get your cash back on your items that you got on that receipt, you will get that $10 as your first bonus. And then there will be extra bonuses on certain items as well that you can get. Once you reach a certain amount of money on Ibotta, they allow you to cash out and you can either cash out on PayPal or you can cash out on gift cards. They have a wide range of gift cards and you can even buy gift cards for other people and send them as a gift. That I think is amazing, especially if you have a friend who, a friend, family member, whoever, you find you have somebody that needs help and you want to get them a gift card for somewhere, but you can't go anywhere. So you can always do it that way. They have everything that you can imagine gift card wise, and you also will get cash back on those gift cards as well. So once you hit $25, you can add your debit card, credit card, any card number with a CVC on the back. You can add all of that on there and you will get cash back on your gift card purchases and I think that is a really smart way to promote businesses and to bring more business to certain places that may need them. So you also get cash back on your online shopping, grocery pickup, food delivery, and there's even fast food on here and they have Taco Bell, they have Starbucks, they have Barnes and Noble, they have, um, you can link your Target account so that way you can also get your Target deals. And right now Target does have, on Target Circle, they have a lot of really great offers right now for clothes and all kinds of things. There's usually, you can check for Starbucks, uh, start like uh, the Starbucks discounts that they put on there. So I used this when we ordered DoorDash and we got cash back on that and that was amazing. And I have a couple other apps for you guys that I'm going to go through and talk about and I will do that in another podcast. Today is just about Ibotta. This is going to be like a sponsored segment that I'm going to put into every podcast that I do up until they take away the $10 and they will usually do big promotions like this for $10. When you, um, use my code, you'll get $10. A lot of times it's $5, which is not bad. Right now they have Lysol products. You can buy Lysol products and get cash back on those. And they have bonuses for those as well. 
So if you need Lysol products, if you need school supplies, please use the code D-D-K-N-M-H-U. And if you have any questions, send me messages on Facebook page. Send me them to the Instagram. Send me messages on Anchor. And I will get back to you guys as fast as I can. Um, If you have any problems with Ibotta, if you have any issues with getting your $10 cash back or your rebate back, please don't hesitate to reach out to their support team. They are amazing. If you scanned a receipt and it doesn't pick up on the cash back for the item, you can always reach out to the the Ibotta customer support and they will get to you right away. Thank you all for listening and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Happy saving.